Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. All right, Scott, thanks very much. Let me get to these NFL picks again. So I did these on the fly and I still believe in them. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not going back on any of that. I, I just went right down the line and picked against the spread. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I should do this every week. No prep, just go right in on picks. Now my prep is that I do watch all of these teams. I know these teams. I mean, I, I, I know the league, but in terms of picking against the spread, this is just gut feeling and take it for what it's worth for entertainment purposes. Only I've got Cleveland minus three, Detroit minus three, green Bay plus one, Denver plus six, Minnesota Pickham, New England, minus two and a half, Buffalo, minus five and a half, Jacksonville, minus seven and a half. <laughs> I have, did I take the Ravens minus seven and a half? I can't remember. No, I took the Colts. I said the Colts will cover the seven and a half, plus seven and a half. I've got Seattle, minus four and a half against Carolina. I've got the Chiefs minus 13. I have Dallas minus 12 and a half. Pittsburgh plus three at Vegas. I really like that pick, actually. That place will be rocking with Steelers fans. That may be a Steelers home game. They will all go to Vegas. Uh, Raiders have good fans. I shouldn't say that, but you know what I mean? It's going to be great. All right. So the two Monday night games, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay, a pair of two and O teams, very impressed with the Buccaneers. Uh, they've been great. Baker Mayfield's their quarterback. I love the start that they're off to. Uh, they are five point dogs at home against the Eagles. Same thing that I said about the bills game. I think that's too small. And while five points is a good chunk, I think the Eagles win this game by six or more. Maybe by a touchdown. I think it'll be a very entertaining Monday night game tomorrow at 6:15. And then the final game is the Rams at Cincinnati. Bengals by a million. Not just because I don't like you know who, but I, I do like the Bengals actually snapping out of their 0-2, even though they've got some question marks. I mean, Joe Burrow, I think, is still questionable for this game. And, you know, the Rams have a decent team. They're one and one. Uh, I like the Bengals. I'm going to 
take them minus two and a half in that one. And then finally, just to go back to my pick, the one pick that I maybe surprised people with Denver plus six. Remember Miami doesn't have Jalen Waddle in this game. He did not clear concussion protocol. He's their number two wide receiver behind Tyreek Hill. That could be a bit of a problem. Uh, if Denver actually will, will cover and defend and actually get some points on the board, there's a chance that they could be uh, pretty tough today and keep that one close. They lost in a shootout. Remember to Washington last week, 35, 33, they lost their first game, 17, 16 to Vegas. Both of those were home games. Both of those are tough losses to take. They're 0 and 2, but they've lost the games by a combined three points. They're not that bad. So there you go. There's your NFL picks. It's always fun. Always fun to do. As for college football, uh, congratulations to the University of Missouri. Again, on a terrific win yesterday, 34-27 over Memphis. We talked about it at length in the last segment. And again, to the folks at the St. Louis Sports Commission, I applaud their efforts in bringing this game back to St. Louis. It has been a long time coming. They actually have been at this since 2010. That was the last time that Mizzou played Illinois. It is, however, going to take a collective effort from everybody to make this a great experience. Downtown, walked around last night, seemed very safe, very happy, was with my young daughter. We had a good time. The dome itself, still there, still well lit to some extent, still has a field, still has seats, still has food and drink options, but I'm hearing a lot about, and I heard this last night and I heard this this morning about some food running out here and there about uh, long lines for beverages. I can tell you my eyewitness was things a little dirty at my seat when I just sat down, which is interesting because I know there wasn't a game before me. So uh, I kind of brushed away the flattened down, whatever it was, with my foot and brushed it under the seat so we didn't have to look at it. You know, those kind of things. I mean, it's okay to like take a little, little vacuum or a little blower or a little uh, power washer and, you know, spruce, spruce up the place a little bit. It's okay. And I think that that will happen. I sure hope it'll happen as America center is expanding and they continue to add on, but man, if you want to have great events, uh, it it would be it would behoove them to improve the dome experience. That said, Mizzou fans were great. Mizzou fans made the experience. They were loud. They were fun. Mizzou did a nice job. They brought the band, sports commission did a nice job too, partnering with them. And thank you to Memphis, by the way, for giving up a home game. They took a paycheck for that, but uh, they give up a home game. And and thank you to all the Memphis fans who came in too. But Mizzou fans were great, and the University of Missouri was great. They brought the band. They brought the cheerleaders. They brought the Golden Girls. They made it a home game experience. Randy Molman, the PA, uh, public address announcer, had the crowd going. Everything felt right, I thought, and I enjoyed myself thoroughly. It was a really good football game, too. I mean, Missouri has a good team. Not a great team. They have a good team. They're 4-0 and with wins over South Dakota, Middle Tennessee State, and Memphis, and a very, very good win over number 15 K-State. That's where they are. They are not a national championship contender. They're not a college football playoff contender either. They're not even an SEC championship contender, nor in their own division. However, they do have a chance to get to a better bowl this year. They have a chance to continue to ride this St. Louis recruiting trail and build. And part of that will be playing a game in St. Louis 
as often as they can. And I thought it was overall a great experience, especially if you're a Missouri Tiger. I think you got to be very happy with what you saw and felt yesterday. Now, if they go to Vanderbilt and win next week, it is on. You want to see a great college football atmosphere. If you want to become a Mizzou fan, you need to go to Columbia to see a game at Faro Field like we may see if Missouri beats Vanderbilt because LSU is coming the first Saturday of October, and if Missouri is 5-0 and hosting LSU, and I'm pretty sure that game is already sold out, it is going to be mayhem, and I think it'll be absolutely fabulous. That is when that place is at its very, very best, is when Mizzou is very good, when great teams come in and they'll bring some fans and create a nice atmosphere, and that's SEC football, and that's what you want around this area. And if, if you want Mizzou to grow, they're going to have to grow, not only get their fan base reinvigorated like it seems like they're starting to, but they've got to get the casual sports fan in St. Louis to say, that's my football team. You know, If you go to Milwaukee, great sports town, pro sports all over the place, if you go to Milwaukee, everybody watches the Badgers, even Marquette fans. Everybody watches the Badgers on Saturday. They are the state's football team, period, end of story. That's where Missouri needs to get. Not like, oh, I'm not going or I'm not watching because I'm not a Mizzou fan. I didn't go there. My kids don't go there. No, everybody watches Wisconsin. It's just what you do. Missouri's got to figure out a way to get to that here in this state. And if they can do that, well, then you're in business. We'll take a quick break. I'll tell you, somebody who's done it very quickly, St. Louis City SC, they've created quite an atmosphere for themselves. Their sporting director, Lutz Vandesteel, is going to join us next. A terrific win last night at Minnesota after earning a point against LAFC, and they have a... How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Stranglehold on the Western Conference in Major League Soccer. We're back right after this. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to the show. We just played that 90 and 60. Love that feature we've been doing all year long. And joining us from City is their sporting director, Lutz Fan and Seal. Lutz, thanks for being with us this morning as always. Glad to be here. Good to be with you. Bloom, what a goal that was. We just heard it. That was a rocket off his right foot from the center of the box to the top right corner. Before that, Klaus scored on a header from the center of the box to the top left corner. And two goals in nine minutes put you ahead, and you got the win over Minnesota. What did you think about that win? 
Yeah, definitely a very big one. You know, it uh, puts us in a perfect position now. Um, we knew that Minnesota is a team. They're always difficult to play. They work hard. The weather was, yeah, let's call it not brilliant. You know, it was very, very rainy. It was very wet. But uh, that made it into a, uh, well, into a real fight, you know, a real grinding game. And uh, walking away from there with three points, a team which really fights to get somehow in the playoffs. Definitely yes. a good night. And, I mean, to, to, to wrap things up there, I think Blom, you know, that was his first ever professional goal. Uh, with 23 years, he never scored in, the, in South Africa. He never scored here because he's focused more on destroying the opponent. Uh, but what a what a goal to choose, what a moment to choose, what a beauty to choose. No, no question. Well said, Lutz. And it, he is the 16th different goal scorer in Major League Soccer play for City this season. That is remarkable as well. But back to him and the important role that he plays. When you first discovered Blome, what did you find as you brought him into City? Yeah, I mean, we looked at a number six. We looked at a number six, which is very good uh, against the ball defensively, like not the typical holding midfielder, but a player who wins lots of one-on-ones. Uh, I said it, a little bit of a destroyer, uh, a guy who gets under people's skin, who always defends forward. And, yeah, I mean, you know, he has that certain aggression. Um, obviously, he's still a very young player. Um, you know, he's still, I think, a high ceiling for him. But... Uh, Again, uh, not just yesterday, also also in the last games, he definitely has a very very important role in the midfield, uh, especially his work rate. But winning balls, winning one on one, is is definitely important. And for the way we play, for the style we play, um, that uh, one position which uh, you always say it's you know non-negotiable is a clear a clear description of his profile, a clear job what that position needs to do, and. Yeah, I think uh, we definitely uh, found this Javulu a, a very good fit here. You had Anthony Marcanic come in in the 74th minute to lock this game down. How did he perform in the final 16-plus minutes of this match? Yeah, I'm not surprised that uh, you pick him, Tom. You know, again, it's, I think uh, with Anthony, we have a very uh, unique situation here. I mean, uh, a player who came from from Colorado, which had a horrible season, a player who didn't play that much as well. But uh, uh, we looked at him when we played them last year with the second team. Uh, we kept on following him, and we also uh, looked a lot in his data. So somehow he's a, one of these players who fits for us. The way he plays, the way also he forward defends, the way he goes up and down the line. You know, he's a quick, a very quick player. The player knows exactly how he wants to play his football. And he definitely had a very good impact on that left side again. I really enjoy watching him play. Also, we heard Jake Norwinski's name called there in that first goal by Klaus. What a setup for the header for Klaus. And Norwinski, the defender for your team, set that up. Another assist for him. What is the art of setting up a header? How do you get that into the right position to head the ball, Lutz? I mean, that, you know, that one was a uh, it was a goal. I think which is was very watchable, very uh, very um, good to to describe. I mean, the cross from Jake was was great uh, right into the mixer. I will call it between the defender and the goalkeeper. So difficult to come for the keeper. Uh, they had to backpedal. But if you watch this goal, rewatch this goal, the way Klaus moves from outside the box and moves very very quick towards the the second post where Celia Pompeo binds two people towards the short post. 
And then the header was a, a beauty by its own. I mean, you know, Klaus's impact when he came on, uh, Edwin's little uh, impact when he came on, uh, were, were amazing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if Klaus would have not been injured for such a long time, um, and I think uh, he definitely would have a few more goals under his belt. He's absolutely a game changer. A 2-1 win. City scores twice, comes back and wins. It's another comeback. Their fourth come-from-behind victory of the season. That ties with Minnesota in 2017 and LAFC in 2018 for the most victories by an expansion team in MLS history. Uh, This is, I think, a lot of fun for fans to watch. And Wednesday's game, I went to that. I was at City Park against LAFC to me, is equally as entertaining. I know you didn't break through with a goal, but neither did L.A. The anticipation that's sort of bubbling over the nervousness of the crowd, I do, I know it's nerve-wracking for, for all of you, but I do enjoy that intensity of the game of soccer. I thought that was a wonderful game, even though it, it ended up in a scoreless draw, Lutz. Yeah, sometimes uh, the the first impression you get, well, a nil-nil, that must have been a boring game to watch, but... Uh, no, definitely not. I mean, it was uh, you did get the feeling uh, after 60 minutes that LA was pretty happy to walk away with a point. You know, I thought it was a game of a few phases. We started off really well. After 20 minutes, LA uh, started to, to get really good into the game, gave us some trouble. But in the second half, I thought we looked a little bit sharper. We looked a little bit that we wanted it maybe that tiny bit more than them. And um yeah, there was a few, was a few situations again, and uh, you know, again, I don't want to go too deep into that, but we had again three, four calls for a, a penalty where everything was uh, like 50-50 or just very, very tight. But uh, I think for us to play against the current champion uh, LAFC at home and uh, in such a very important part of the season, you know, and sometimes an expansion team, I think, there can really start to get nervous and, uh, and, and, and do erratic things. We, we kept our cool, we defended well, we didn't give many chances away. And I think it was a great setup to go uh, with that mentality to, to Minnesota. Uh, some people said, well, they didn't win in four. I think we actually had, uh, we didn't lose uh, in, in four. So it's always the positive and the ne- negative way of looking at things. And for me, uh, Tom, consistency uh, is the most important way. We, we perform week in, week out, and games we do lose once in a while. We try our hardest, we fight till the last moment, and we can't win everything, uh, regardless if you're an expansion team or whoever you are. Uh, but to have our 16 wins and, and continuously uh, perform over expectations, I think is a good thing to build on. Lutz Fanestiel is with us for just a couple more minutes. That night against LAFC, uh, we're walking out of City Park and not sure if you were going to clinch the playoffs that night officially, but at 11.38 p.m. it did happen. Minnesota lost to the L.A. Galaxy, and that officially put you in the playoffs. What is that moment like? Is there a satisfaction of the moment? Is there a celebration of that particular moment, Lutz? Well, for me, you know, I only can talk about myself. For me, uh, it was not uh, the question if, we qualified, the question was when, and it didn't really matter if we qualify on Wednesday or on Saturday or, or even next week. So I think we were already in a in a great position to do it. Yeah, for 10 minutes, I felt really happy. For 15 minutes, I uh, somehow had the feeling it's something special, which it is, but, you know, Tom, we're not done yet. I mean, there is three more games to play. There is another few records which we could break. 
there is a regular season title, which is up for grabs. We haven't won it yet. Uh, it, it's still a very difficult task, but we are still in it. And um, yeah, and then there is playoffs coming. So I think it's great to enjoy that moment and say, hey, we did the unexpected, and we really can, I think, uh, make a few phone calls in a few weeks and show the experts, uh, the MLS experts, uh, uh, what they thought of us before the season. What will they think now? Um, but then, then it's playoff time, and, uh, and then it's a completely new competition. We need to be aware. The regular season finishes after 34 matches. Then you can have a look into and analyze what we did there. At the playoffs, different ball game. Everything is possible. We start from zero again, and nobody cares anymore about the 34 first games if you only look at the playoffs. That's well said, and we, we know that well following sports through the years, and every win here in this regular season is a reminder to those folks that picked you last or near last, and like you said, once that is over, it becomes zero, and on you go. Now, before this is over, you will be playing Kansas City, final regular season matchup with Sporting KC. It happens Coming up at City Park, third and final regular season matchup against the cross-state rival. We, of course, will look forward to that and much more. All the games are on Y98 FM, but KMOX playing a big part in this coverage as we have Lutz, Fan, and Steel every single week here on Sundays at 11.15. And we have Bradley Carnell, the head coach of City. He joins us every Monday at 9.35, so we'll catch up. And he told me that he listens to this interview. Bradley listens to you and I talking, Lutz, so I like that. That's that's nice to know. Oh, that... Yeah, I, I, actually, I, I don't even know that. Hey, Bradley, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Bradley? Uh, that'll be 7.30 on Saturday on Y98 FM. Appreciate this, Lutz. Thank you. Thank you. Great to visit with him. 11.29 on KMOX's Sports on a Sunday Morning. We're sponsored by Graybar. When we come back... We'll go back into what the Cardinals have done. And you know what, Drew? We could open up the phone lines if we have a few minutes for phone calls. If you want to jump in, 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900, St. Louis, St. Louis County. 1-800-925-1120. I should say Jefferson County, Franklin County, St. Clair County, Madison County. Come on in, St. Louis region. We'll talk. It doesn't have to just be Cardinals or City you want to talk about the Dome experience? I'd be very interested if you were at the Dome last night. Did it surprise you how good it was? Were you let down at all? It's okay. Just let us know what goes on. I was actually very impressed. I thought it was loud. 45,000. Very good experience. Back in a moment. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. It's 11.34. Drew, what was the color? Terry in Iowa, what did he say? Yeah, he, was, he just wanted me to remind you that the Padres are not out of it yet. <laughs> okay. Okay, Terry. I appreciate that, Terry. That's like uh, I, 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 I actually I do appreciate Terry calling him, but it's like a, the comments on Twitter where you say like you know Missouri is four and zero. Like, well, they're 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 not they're not that good. I mean, they they uh, you know they're gonna or, or just trying to having to comment on everything that you say. So Terry. Heard me obviously talking to Ollie Marmel earlier saying that the Padres are out of postseason contention. And he's well, technically they still are. Terry, 
The Padres are 76 and 79. They're five games out of the last wild card spot with seven games to go. Their elimination number is three from the wild card. If the Padres make the postseason, I will personally drive to Iowa and I will buy you dinner. <laughs> I'll buy you a, a steak dinner with a nice bottle of wine if the Padres make the playoffs. But I do appreciate the call very much. Let's look at it. takes me right into my next topic, which is the MLB postseason picture. Let's look at it briefly, shall we? So the Cardinals, as we know, are out. The leader in the division and the uh, team that is in the division uh, driver's seat. And actually their magic number is still one uh, to clinch. And that's the Brewers. They could do that by today. The Cubs seven games out in the division and the Reds are nine and a half out. However, the Cubs are in that third wildcard spot. They are one full game ahead of the Marlins. Marlins just can't seem to track them down and jump over them. So the Cubs own the third wildcard spot the Diamondbacks own the second spot, a half game in front of the Cubs, and the Phillies have the number one wild card pretty much locked up at this point, five games up, as I mentioned, with not much left to go. The top two division winners in each league will receive buys to the division series. The other four teams will play best of three series in the wild card with the higher seed hosting all three games. So if you're the worst seed, you'll be taking on the Brewers, and then the other two will battle it out with the top two division leaders, the Braves and the Dodgers, wrapping that up and getting the first round by. In the American League, it's a little different and very interesting. The division leaders right now, the Baltimore Orioles, have the lead in the American League, but only by a half, a game and a half in the East over the Rays. There's still a long way to go there. The Orioles have a a game-and-a-half lead. The Rays have really been pesky and hanging right in. Remember that great start they got off to, and then they fell back? Well, they only have one fewer win than the Orioles do. Orioles are 96-59. and Rays are 95-61, and trying to topple the Orioles and knock them into a wild-card situation. The AL Central was wrapped up at the trade deadline. Uh, The Twins, the, the, the Guardians basically threw up the white flag back then, and they are right now eight games under 500. The Twins wrapped up the Central a while ago. That division was toast. Uh, everybody, the Guardians, the Tigers, the White Sox, the Royals, all very, very disappointing. And the Twins winning that. The AL West is wide open. What the heck is wrong with the Houston Astros? Uh, they have fallen apart here. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They've lost back-to-back games. And the Astros are a game and a half out in the AL West, trailing the Rangers now with the Mariners just a half game behind the Astros. In the wild card right now in the American League, it's Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Houston are the three wild cards. But again, Seattle's just a half game behind Houston. Could Seattle knock Houston out of this entire thing? I don't know. We'll see. I'll tell you, a really bad loss yesterday in baseball I mean, really bad, was what the Cincinnati Reds did against the Pirates. The Pirates were down 9 to nothing in the third inning and won the game 13 to 12 over the Reds. 9 to nothing and won the game 13 to 12 over the Reds who were in playoff contention. Let me tell you, if that happened to the Cardinals, 
we would never hear the end of it and we would remember it forever. That is uh, painful. So the Pirates beat the Reds and kept them at bay and when it came to the wild card because the Reds are two and a half out of the wild. They may have done them in right there. They're two and a half out of that last wild card spot in the National League. That is just a brutal, brutal loss for the Cincinnati Reds. But again, the Cardinals, the, again, the Padres are out. I, I know that the, the elimination number is three. They, they are a major disappointment. The baseball season has been very interesting to me. I know it stinks that the Cardinals aren't doing this this year. But honestly, the Yankees are a big disappointment. They may finish over 500 when it's all said and done, but they're not going to make the playoffs either. Their elimination number for the wild card is two. They're about done. The Red Sox have been eliminated. They are a big disappointment. Three games under 500. The Angels, 15 games under, just completely fell apart again. The White Sox, uh, I thought at one point a couple years ago, they were going to be a team on the rise. They've lost 96 games. So in the National League, the Mets, the Padres, disappointments beyond belief. The Cardinals have to figure out a way to contend with those two teams when it comes to free agents and when it comes to trades. It is going to be a difficult task here moving forward to build this pitching staff. This will not happen with a snap of a finger. They're going to have to get three starters, maybe even a fourth one somewhere, but definitely the bullpen has to be improved too, and you got to do it all with so much money to go around. They have money but so much, and then you've got to be able to do it without trading away any of these great young players that they have. So the Cardinals do have a task ahead of them to get better, and they absolutely must. I, I They cannot go back-to-back with the season that they had this year. They cannot have a repeat. just can't happen. So they're going to have to change how they go about it and what they're going to do to be better in 2024 is a huge topic starting next Monday, October 2nd. I know a lot of people say, what does KMOX do when the baseball season is over? The baseball season is 365 days a year, according to us, because as soon as that season is over, it begins. We start focusing on how this team is going to be better in 2024. My condo is booked for spring training. We're heading down. We'll be there every step of the way, and it's going to be here faster than you think. Four months from the end of the regular season, we start putting up uh, stakes in Jupiter, Florida. So it's going to happen very quickly. Let's take a quick time out. We'll do some last minute NFL news and notes. We'll also look at some other sports happening, including the blues who played last night and yesterday afternoon, two different games, two different locations back after this. Once again, from the Stiefel financial sports studio, Tom Ackerman. All right, let's do our final segment and recap around the horn, all sports happening here in St. Louis and beyond. And let's actually go in reverse with the one we have not talked about yet. And that is the St. Louis blues. The blues picked up a win yesterday in St. Louis. They beat the Arizona coyotes by a final of three to two in that game. They did get a goal from Jordan Cairo. And the Blues are going to lean on him to be very good for them in a lot of different areas, not just goal scoring, but in all areas. He had a goal and an assist. He was plus two. That's a very good sign. I think the most impressive player on the ice yesterday, though, was Scott Perunovic. Perunovic had an assist. He was plus three. Remember, last year, this was the first indication that I thought the Blues could be in real trouble. Perunovic and Scandella both went down 
and had surgery before the season started. So the Blues then were further shorthanded on defense, and they just didn't have the depth to answer that. Now things a little different with Perunovic in tow. That could be a bright sign for the Blues moving forward. They've got to be great in front of Jordan Bennington. And I think just bigger, stronger, especially with Hayes. If they can get Kevin Hayes rolling, get him back, change of scenery, he was good with the Flyers, then just ran into a coach, John Tortorella, who he did not see eye-to-eye with, and he's not the first player to have that happen to him with Tortorella. Once you have that change of scenery, you're with Craig Berube, things may be simplified or put a little bit more in in your favor. Perhaps that is uh, the great recipe for Hayes. Uh, the Blues win that first game 3-2 to two over the Arizona Coyotes. The second game, they lost Arizona 5-1 to one in Wichita. But they do get the split, and it's just nice to see hockey again. Good to see fans in the Blue Note sweaters making their way around town. You also had St. Louis City SC playing last night. They took on Minnesota. We had it for you on Y98 FM. We just had Lutz Fan and Steel. In fact, the St. Louis Soccer Report St. Louis City Soccer Report is coming up on KMOX after the noon news. And yesterday, City, this was really good. They're down 1-0, 64th minute. Against Grega, sends one outside. Nerwinski, crossage in the air. Klaus header. Oh, oh, baby! Why are you kidding? We are tied! So uh, close! Cracking things home like a remote work Red Lobster employee! What a header, and it's 1-1 in Minnesota. And what a feed from Nowinski, and the header by Klaus from the center box to the left side, and then how about this? Ends up ping-ponging toward Jackson. Here comes AZL down the left side, pulls one back toward Bloom in the penalty area. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, baby! Chabulo Bloom makes it 2-1 City! Jabulo Bloom, not only his first goal for City, but his first professional goal of his career. And a terrific win for City, 2-1 to one over Minnesota. It came down to the wire. Taylor twists back to Dotson, elbow of the 18, fires, oh. went back post, shot misses. Oh, baby, just by feet. And it gets out of play. City will get a goal kick, a bullet of a shot. But luckily, high and wide, City still leading 2-1. Now, terrific win as City gets it 2-1 to one over Minnesota. They now have an eight-point lead, eight-point lead in the Western Conference of Major League Soccer. Their coach, Bradley Carnell. Energy, and um, yeah, I thought it was a, a, a yet again, just a tight, tight um, uh, tactical game in the first half. There was no space between the two teams. Um, you know, now they gave any millimeter here or there and then became a little bit of a tough situation so you know we knew that uh, you know certain players wouldn't be able to go the whole way um but we also know that we've used the strategy the whole year um and it's it stood us proud and you know uh, yeah we believed uh, from day one in this roster we believed in the system from day one and uh, we were happy with the results and performances we think about the toronto stretch or we think about the san jose um, away game, you know, when we use rotated lineups and uh, we're equally rewarded. So, but the way we gain, you know, what was missing in the first half for me were a little bit of our principles um, on the front foot, forward defending, counter pressing, winning the ball up high. Um, and, and again, I just thought, uh, you know, games here at this stadium tend to get a little bit wild uh, in the second half towards the end of the games. 
um, bringing on, you know, Klaus, AZ, Edu Leuven, just changed the complexion of our game just a little bit. Um, Anthony Mokanen came in and, and did an excellent forward defending job um, on, on Bongi Kongohani. He was a danger all day. And then uh, when we brought Anthony on, he was done. So it was really, really good for my boys. Um, just proud to be in the company of an LAFC with 16 wins in the regular season. Uh, we've got three more games, um, you know, and, and uh, yeah, we want to continue to create history and make this club proud. There will indeed be playoffs in St. Louis in the month of October. St. Louis City SC has made it, and now with that win last night over Minnesota, it's an eight-point lead as they are chasing down the number one seed in the West and looking like they're in very good position to do so with still some time left. As for the Cardinals, they played last night. They will not be in the playoffs, but they put together a performance that I certainly hope Jordan Walker and Mason win think about for quite some time. Take a listen to this. Ball deep short. Backhanded by Wynn. Long, strong throw. Got him! Got him at first base! John Rooney with the call in KMOX. Deep at short. He makes the play to get Bogarts and he wasn't finished. Mason Wynn. Bottom of the fifth inning in San Diego. The pitch. A swing and a ground ball up the middle. Wynn has it. Flips to second out. On to first. Double play. Tremendous play. Seventh inning. Cards down one nothing. Runners in position for Wynn. Wynn deep in the box. The 1-1 pitch to him. is grounded to the right side. That's a base hit. One run scores. Here comes Andrew Kisner. The play at the plate and he is safe at the plate. He dropped the ball. He dropped the ball, big time throw from Tatis and right, but Campusano couldn't hang on, and Kisner, who was barely safe at second, slides in safely at home, and the Cardinals take the lead 2-1. to one. Ricky Horton, John Rooney with the call in KMOX, a 2-1 Cardinals lead. The Padres erase that with an RBI in the ninth. We go to extras, Casey Lawrence with a scoreless 10th. Top of the 11th, Jordan Walker. Edmund is the go-ahead run at second, Goldschmidt at first. There's a swing and a fly ball. Short right center. That ball's going to drop. The bases are loaded with nobody out. And it's a nine-game hitting streak for Jordan Walker. Walker would eventually make his way over to third base after Palacios gets the sack fly RBI to make it 3-2. Luke and Baker drives in a run with an RBI single to make it 4-2. A double steal put Walker at third base. And this happened. Second and third, infield in tight. The pitch to Kisner. A swing, and there's a high fly ball to left field. Soto, in medium left, makes the catch, tagging. Walker's coming down the line. The throw, the slide, safe, safe at the plate. Sacrifice fly for Kisner. Five to two, Cardinals in the 11. That's a big league slide by Jordan Walker. Cardinals win it five to two in 11 innings. I need some Walker. This is Bally Sports Midwest. I didn't think I had it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I hit that ball, and that ball kept going, man. I, I didn't uh, know. And so for righties, working with Willie, that when they hit that way, it tails off to the side. But that ball was carrying and going this way. Um, so I just did my best to try to get it, man. He uh, put a good swing on it, and uh, I didn't know I brought it back. But when I saw the ball in front of me, then, you know, I tried to make the play. That was one of his amazing plays that came in the sixth inning in which he took a ball back that would have been a home run. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Once I knew that the ball was in play, I looked up and I saw that I had a shot at him. Uh, well, I knew my my glove touched it, and uh, so I knew that like I didn't know if it went over the fence after it touched it or it came back in play. 
Jordan, you guys talked about years ago you'd sit in Springfield and talk about getting to this level and doing your thing together. Mm -hmm. How surreal is it to see it playing out now? Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable, man. I mean, I wouldn't have played out any other way. Um, this is what we dreamed about for a while, even before Springfield. This is what we dreamed about in the alt site right after we got drafted in 2020. Um, it, I'm assuming we're talking about Mason. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, finally, I mean, after a few years being here and doing this with him, it's an unbelievable feeling. And you saw him make that play in the hole. Like, oh. He used to be a third baseman. But yeah. No, I wasn't surprised he made it. When I, once I saw him get to that ball, I knew that he was going to be out. It's just unreal arm on that kid. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Jordan, what, what has it been like for you, especially over the last couple of weeks, to see all your skills really come together at the right time? Um, honestly, I mean, to be honest, there is things I, I really wish I could do better. But honestly, I, I, the progress that I made, I, I feel pretty good about. Um, I made a lot of progress since the beginning of the season, for sure. Um, just comfortability, especially in the outfield. But now working with Pop and Stubby on base running as well, um, getting, you know, better reads on the bases and then, you know, better jumps on the bases as well. So definitely that. And then, you know, hitting's a process. And I'm going to have to stick with it. But, you know, just the strides I made there, I just feel, you know, um, pretty good about the, you know, the differences. You're known as a big guy, but showing your athleticism, how much did you love that slide? Pulling <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything to be safe, man, to be honest. Uh, Is he all done with his best friend, Wynn? Yeah. Yes. He's this way. He's probably had to the bus, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it feels good. I want to try to maintain that athleticism for as long as possible. Can. Cardinals reporters there. You heard Derek Gould and uh, John Denton and Katie Wu. They do all a terrific job covering this club, along with the uh, Bally Sports Midwest with the microphone in there. Jordan Walker Talking to reporters after the game, what a special talent, man. He is going to take this town over along with Mason Wynn at some point. They're both in the lineup today. Ollie Marmel has just submitted his lineup, and Walker's going to bat cleanup today and play right field. Mason Wynn is the shortstop batting ninth. The Cardinals against Michael Waka and the San Diego Padres. 3-10 first pitch for Waka. Cardinals were counter with Drew Rahm. Also yesterday, while this was going on, the Tigers were wrapping up their win at the Dome over Memphis. 34-27, Luther Burden. 10 catches, 177 yards, career highs in both categories. A terrific day for their quarterback, Brady Cook. He threw for 341 yards and two touchdowns. And the other St. Louisan, Cody Schrader. He doesn't get mentioned as much as Cook and Burden, but he should. He is very good. He yesterday scampered for a 37-yard touchdown that put the game away. And Schrader runs with a full head of steam. I'm impressed with him. Uh, he had 14 carries for 123 yards. That's an average of 8.8. .8, and that touchdown put Missouri up 34-20. to They win it. 34-27. Illinois won 23-17 over Florida Atlantic. In college soccer, they had 45,000, by the way, at the Dome for that. In college soccer, they had over 6,400 at Herman Stadium. That is the second largest attended college soccer game in all of NCAA this year. 64. 457 attended the game at Herman Stadium, number one being the 8,000-plus at the Golden Boot, slew and SIUE at City Park earlier this season. Billikens beat Fordham 2-1. to one. At 1 o'clock this afternoon, the slew women will be playing Dayton. Those are the preseason one and two in the Atlantic 10 Conference. Chiefs will be playing today as well. They take on the Bears, 97.1 FM, 
for that one. Boy, there was a lot going on yesterday. My goodness. Coming up, the soccer report on KMOX. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.